Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some Forex. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. Whether you're listening from your car, you're walking to work, you're walking from work, you're uh, in a fighter jet circling Ukraine. Uh, hello and prepare to unpack Brisbane. I'm here as always uh, in my room. <laughs> and also with Henry Bretz coming at you live from TV. I won't say a word. I won't say a word until he introduced me. Yes, here I am in, in the great north. We call it the beer from here, famously. But I'm not mm. drinking a beer. But Joe Dwyer does seem to be drinking a three-litre bottle of lemonade straight yeah, from yeah. the bottle. Filled with water, actually. But um, no, I was on a work call the other day and uh, it did just seem like I was drinking straight lemonade straight from the bottle. I actually had a sad yeah. moment with this, Hen, because um, obviously we're both on a health kick at the moment. Um, have you been getting into your, your sugar-free soft drinks like I have? Um, I, I think yes, I don't drink that much soft drink, actually. I would no. say, if, but if I, I don't drink soft drink much at all, but yeah. if I want a Coke, I'm having the sugar version because I want Coke. So, oh, but, it's, but I think it's, it's balanced by how rare that it is. Yeah. See, I don't drink a lot of soft drink, but recently, as partly because it's a big thing for Sylvia as well, I've been getting into like, I would have a 1.25 litre bottle of a sugar-free soft drink at least once every two days, if not pushing once a day. Yeah, actually, you know what is good? It's delicious. Especially here in, here in the heat of Townsville. Solo? Uh, uh, nah, no, nah, I've never been that into Solo. Oh. Not, not, a huge, not a huge lemon guy. Oh. Um, when life gives me lemons, I <laughs> put them in the bin and go you, get something else. You make T-shirts out of them. <laughs> Stand right. Henry's got a lot of yellow T-shirts. I have a lot of yellow shirts. Uh, it's been, which has started to be noticed by people in Townsville as yeah, well. That's good. The, the, um, no, I, would, um, I, I do love, yeah, a bottle of lemonade. And into a cup with ice yes, after yes. a long day, it, yes, and, it, and, and the sizzle of the bubbling oh, is quite therapeutic yes, in its own yes. it's all, you, I almost drink it for the sound. Mm. It's, it's an auditory experience as much as anything. Uh, but Henry, all that aside, we are here today to unpack the quickly. Great- sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so, so you're on a work call at your new job. Yeah. Does anyone mention the fact that you? I mean, I know it's water, but did anyone be like, how's the, how's the lemonade? Mate? No, because I think they were being so nice. So they were like, oh, it's this first day. Like, it was literally like IT induction for most of it. And then I was talking to someone in my team and I just think they were like, oh, he probably hasn't yet realized it's like massive freak shit to be drinking lemonade straight from the bottle. <laughs> it's up there. I think it would be worse, but can you imagine just like, you know, talking to a new junior staff member and they're clearly just chugging milk? Why? Like <laughs> well, thought you were gonna say like a, or like a glass of red wine yeah. on the. <laughs> that would be fun. They're like, oh come on, it's five o'clock somewhere. We're Imagine on Hong Kong like time. Ten a.m. Your first day at a new job. You're on a Zoom call. It's like one of those Zoom calls where there's lots of people, so everyone's screen is quite small. Yeah, and there's yeah. just clearly one <laughs> one clerk just drinking a glass of red. Glass of red, clearly pouring himself from the bottle, so no one could be like, oh, it's Ribena. Oh, what's the problem, guys? Uh, in France, they let 12-year-olds have it with dinner. <laughs> um, and and I, 22 I actually... olds have it with breakfast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Joe, let's, let's get this out of the way early. 
and we're gonna we'll, we'll do a quick bit of housekeeping yeah. in a moment. But for all the people, and I know this is a lot of people who come to this podcast for accuracy and facts yeah. and just real concise, reliable information. This might not be the episode for you. No, no. If you're uh, the person who came up to me um, at a party on the weekend, in fact, and said, hey, Hello. you're the guy from the podcast. And said, hey, what's in that huge bottle of lemonade? <laughs> what are you, like, oh, this is water. Uh, no, someone came up to me and said, oh, you're the, um, you're the guy from the podcast. And was nice. like, you know what fact I love? That Tenerife and Bulimba used to be the same suburb. If you're the kind of person, and I got the impression it was someone who listens um, predominantly to learn fun Brisbane facts to then be able to discuss at parties, which if that's you, you know, we love you, keep listening. But um, this is going to be an episode that uses the suburb nudgy as a sort of loose catch-all. I realised not only the obvious thing, that St. Joseph's Nudgy College um, is not in Nudgy. But half the shit I wanted to talk about is in Banyo as well, as Boondle. Like, it's, it's out of hand. Mate, by the time I was done having a cursory glance at this place, I don't even know <laughs> if it is a suburb. But as, we've always, but as we've always said, mate, Brisbane is a state of mind. Yep. I mean, we've done Bali as an episode. So, you know, don't, yeah. don't, get, don't get your knickers in a knot is what we're no, saying. We've done, I mean, we've done Stratty, you know, and that's, that's as Brisbane oh, as fucking uh, Campbell Newman drinking a Forex gold. Don't agree with his more, politics, mate. but you've got to love his hair. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I love every hair on that, on that beautiful <laughs> man's head. Um, we, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. I'm trying to see what... Oh, yeah. We were, um, this is, a lot of people might be asking, and I've received several questions about it. Oh, uh, yeah. This, this, is a, this is a key bit of housekeeping before we delve into Nudgy. A key bit of housekeeping. A lot of questions about the ukulele. Yep. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> <laughs> I've developed a new yeah, cough the, while, those, I've, while I've been up here. For those who don't know, Henry uploaded a photo uh, to his Facebook and it was all over his Instagram story of, as well of him uh, joining in at the Townsville Ukulele Club. Um, yeah. Now, the ca- I just want to read out what the caption <laughs> that the... Now, can, I point, can I point out before you read the caption, yeah. Joe, that... This is me in my professional environment, uh, obviously still trying to integrate myself into this new city as a trusted radio voice. I'm yeah. going along to the local Tansville ukulele group. They share a picture of me. We'll talk about the format of that <laughs> yeah. picture as well in a moment. Uh, they share a picture of me and I share it again, being like, mm. how good is this? Getting amongst the community. Joe proceeds to totally jeopardise what I've been <laughs> trying to do and roasts the ukulele club. <laughs> because their caption was... Great time had tonight introducing Henry, radio host from ABC Morning Radio to our club. We'll let everyone know when the interview will be on the radio in a few days. And I just commented, caption breaking a record for uses of the word radio. I wanted to go on the actual post and go, sorry, what form of media is Henry involved in? I didn't, catch the word first, or... <laughs> didn't catch it the first three times. Oh, the radio guy's on the radio, is he? Oh, oh. yeah, it shocked me. Thought he was. A, thought he was a, had a game. But uh, yes, Henry, you, yeah. you joined in on the uke. I did join in on the uke, and then uh, they did upload a 3D photo. Yeah, of it's, me. Well, it, it, it's now the Townsville weird... Ukulele Group is. A, I mean, not everyone listening might be my friend on Facebook, um, for obvious reasons. You're all but, but your friend in real uh, life. But but you could go to the Townsville Ukulele Group uh, Facebook page, which I believe would be public, and see this photo. Yes, it's. It's a 3D photo they've uploaded on Facebook. It's so and like, trippy. I'm looking at it now. 
and if you move your phone, the image moves. You can see different angles of it when you scroll, when you swipe it around. Now, people are aware of the three D photo. I would say more commonly deployed in uh, panoramas of nature and pictures uploaded <laughs> so by true. the BBC of look at these penguins. Look at this, and it's like, oh, it's a three D photo. I really feel like I'm amongst the penguins <laughs> tonight on BBC Four. We explore why penguins are ruining the housing prices in west hampstead <laughs> that's penguin penguin mortgage on bbc4 <laughs> at 1am now that would make sense for them <laughs> yeah, to upload yeah. it like a nature doco uploading it for penguin mortgage yeah i'm i'm a surprised that the tansville ukulele club knows how to do a 3d photo um, like i, don't I sure don't do fucking 3d photo and i'm i think I'm i think james cameron's the secretary of the <laughs> bloody place i feel <laughs> like i feel like i needed to go to south bank and put on some specs to watch the like i'm in freaking jackass 3d and steve-o's poos hurtling <laughs> in the face come on <laughs> i feel i feel like i'm trying to find my sister in spy kids 3d <laughs> game over yeah uh shark boy and lava girl as well terrific uh terrific that, what, mate, that was 4d i think that was 4d brother i think they were throwing not at all water and shit not at all cinemas though ah uh, i like, think what they did at hawthorne to, cinema to, was just got some 14 no, year old to, to spit yeah. on the crowd yeah. i saw it in hawthorne yeah. tell you what else i saw at hawthorne cinema epic movie oh man that those were the days <laughs> um but That's, your townsville uke thing was it scomo related or was that a joke no, that, so it, it was actually quite lucky. We, I had been arranging to record some packages with local groups and had actually pre-arranged to go on this date to the oh. Townsville Ukulele group. The ScoMo thing happens and then yep. I was like, oh, this now looks like an inspired content idea. So what I've sort of... Re- it hasn't actually played on the radio yet. Right. Um, but, but what I've sort of designed it is if the Prime Minister can do it, so can I. I'm going to go to the towns. I'm going to go see the experts and they'll explain, is it difficult to play April Sun in Cuba on the Uke? And then a lot of the interviewers being like, where's Scott Morrison? It's interesting um, side note as well, Joe. Yeah. Just in terms of getting a feel for the temperature of the electorate. This was um, the Townsville Ute Club was, as people might have seen, predominantly older. Yeah. Uh, like, like everyone was... Yeah, kind of 70, I would say, was the median age. And, um, it's like I went and saw James Rain last night, and I reckon about <laughs> yeah. 58 would have been the median age. My parents looked young. <laughs> yeah, well, they do. They, they, they do, they do. They look wonderful. But they look but young yes, at you... a school. Mm. Um, but I, I was like, mentioned, I said, oh, you know, talking to them all, I was like, hey, you know, if... I don't know if you've heard, but one Scott Morrison is liking the ukulele at yeah. the moment, doing a bit of that. And um, they all like scowled and were, some of them booed and they all, they all looked like I'd just mm. done a fart. Like, so I, I just thought that was interesting that I was like, even in North Queensland, he's yeah. insane that I don't know if the people going to Townsville Ukulele Club yeah, on a Tuesday night are really his demographic. I was going to say, that's for the probably slightly more left wing. It'd be much funny if you were like... Oh, Panic station, Scott Morrison has <laughs> lost the ukulele vote. Chaos. All, all 12 of them are committing to swing to Palmer. Oh, weird. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so or their ukes be like, we're not gonna take, take it. it. Uh, but yes, uh, ukulele hen. Now you can add yeah. another instrument uh, to your yeah. rapidly growing arsenal of one. They had a um, they had a bass ukulele as well, and they were Did like, they? And I mentioned that I played bass, and they were like, "Oh, do you want to have a go on it?" And I was like, Absolutely "Oh yeah, uh, can, can I play same old places?" <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, hey, can I play 22 of the songs I know, but you probably might not. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get into Nudgy, yeah. 
an objectively we'll impressive you, amount of songs. But uh, uh, yes, yeah, I've got you've a got a uh, you've got a. a I've just got a complaint about Brisbane. I want to get out in housekeeping. So um, I'm back into scootering to work every day. Um, and you should and you should point out this isn't on a lime or a yeah, on or, or a beam. Or a beam. Or a, yeah, this, yeah, this you, is, you've purchased your own. Purchase one as a bit, you know, it's a bit smaller. It takes up less space than the beams. Um, actually, sadly, the wheel went flat today, and they cost like 150 bucks to replace. So that's devastating. Um, and but, that's half the wheels. Yeah, but Brisbane has a fucking epidemic of I don't know whether it's earphones are up too loud or everyone's just dicky, but. You can ring that bell to the cows come home and people are not moving out of the way on the footpath. And I've tried to stay out of like cyclists v drivers, road rage gear and pedestrians v scooters gear. But like part of me just wants to hit someone. So I'm just saying this on, I'm saying this now on the podcast because I know now <laughs> if I do hit someone, the police will find evidence that it was premeditated. and It'll be way worse. So this is my mechanism of, Stopping. It's like saying I'm going to murder someone. So it's like, okay, there's no way I can get away with it. I need to move on. But so because of the lack of bell, it's just been really pissing me off. I feel like what I have to do now is put to use one of my strongest powers, which is the fact I have a really fucking loud voice. So now I've just just gotten into the passive aggressively yelling, oh, sorry. Just like in people's ears. Because they won't do nothing about the bell. Like polite words like, oh, so sorry. But just <laughs> deafeningly loud near them. So they can't miss it. But yeah. So I'm oh, you're going to you, make some mean enemies around Fucking the neighborhood, mate. Um, no, it's, the guy, it's the guy in his little dicky scooter who goes <laughs> around. It's the guy with a bucket of Schweppes lemonade who comes <laughs> zipping down. Oh no, he's, he's going to fucking bubble at us. He's going to fucking knock me out with his swinging bullies bag. Your voice would be loud. Uh, what, I, what I think you should do as a compromise is use your voice but make a bell sound. So yeah, at least you're right. still operating in the language that is it. Ding, 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 the handles are being manhandled. <laughs> me too. Me too. Ding, 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 ding. You'll become a Brisbane character. Have you been to Paddington? Have you seen the guy who zips around and says ding, ding, ding? ding. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen Dingy? Have you seen have you Grant Dinger? <laughs> oh, have you seen play Ernie Dingo? Oh, <laughs> uh, now with that we should look uh, at the Wikipedia for Nudgy in another Probably. seamless unpacking Brisbane transition. Now, Henry, it would be so fat if you hit me with the suburb population. <laughs> Come on, dude. What a health kick. <laughs> Come on, man. A beautiful, on. Uh, a beautiful chicken tonight that I uh, put in uh, a vindaloo paste and then oh, yeah. made cor- chopped up some finely chopped coriander with Greek yogurt. Why'd you, why'd you that- chop it up if it was finely chopped? Bang. No, crazy, I, I, crazy sentence is better. It wasn't. Oh, let me just tell you this. It wasn't <laughs> finely chopped before I got my hands on it. It was fresh and delicious. That's good. I had, a, I, had a, I had a bowl of um, rotisserie chicken that I bought yesterday and brown rice. So, Oh, it was, uh, I it was good. Ri- I had a bit of brown rice good, for lunch, but, but I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see color. I just call it rice. <laughs> okay, cut the shit. What's the, the population, population of Najee is... 
I have no concept on how big I'll, this actual suburb I'll is. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> this having, is the hardest one. Having looked at the boundaries, Nudgee is actually a fucking tiny suburb. Mm, okay, okay. Like, like in terms of like area, it is it is really really small. Three thousand one hundred. It's very close. It's very have close. a gone. It is three thousand five hundred seventy-eight. So I'll give you that. That's pretty good. I'll give you that in that's, three thousand. I'm pretty impressed. That is, that's ballpark stuff. I got yeah. happy with that. I've had a, I've had an okay year so far. I think. Yeah, I think you've had a pretty good year. To give you an idea of the physical size of Nudgy, um, so uh, Petri Terrace is uh, actually no, it's a terrible comparison. It's obviously way bigger than Petri Terrace, um, but it's because so much of what I think is Nudgy is um, like the parks and probably playing fields near Nudgy School. Mm. They're really. And then Nudgee Beach and the Nudgee Golf Club. Anyway, there's really just not that much in Nudgee. Well, let's get to the golf club first up because the yep. Wikipedia spends a bit of time on this and its expansion, if you would care yes. to share, Joe. Yes. Um, the Nudgee Golf Club, which is, which is in Nudgee, and we've had a lot of... Um, actually, so the Virginia Golf Club is in Banyo. The, um, obviously, the Ashgrove Golf Club's in The Gap. Uh, but fortunately, the Nudgee Golf Club, which is in Nudgee, was established in 1930. Uh, the first clubhouse opened in 31. Now, here's what I wanted to talk about. In 1967, the course was increased to 27 holes. Now, keep that figure in mind, mate, 27 holes. In 1985, the Queensland government wanted to resume part of the golf's land golf club's land to construct the gateway motorway following two years of negotiation they reached an arrangement which the government made additional land available enabling the course to be extended to 36 holes now i can't stress enough how fucking bare bones this wikipedia page is yet how much we get about the expansion of the nudgy golf course from presumably 18 to 27 to 36 i'm not much of a golfer but do you need 36 holes um i don't know uh, depends if you're at schoolies or not. Yeah, bloody yeah, right. yeah, there we yes. uh, go. Bouncing, bouncing around in oh, was, ding, was ding, 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 My hole is where you fold it up. That's the scooter penis slash vagina <laughs> on both. Enough Very of that progressive. now. <laughs> Enough of that now. Um, um, I... Well, someone knows their bloody nine times tables because I, I thought playing, because playing not, I've only ever played nine holes of golf. Yep, sure. And it takes kind of an hour and a half, two yep. hours, dependent. So Can't I think 18. I feel like you, you wouldn't be a quick player. No, not at all. Um, um, and then eight, 18 holes, usually you put aside like three or so hours. Yeah, I, we I, I should feel have like consulted uh, Fergus or Tiger Woods yeah. before getting into this. <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on matrimony. Uh, I, should have, uh, I <laughs> yeah. should have talked to Tiger about golf. I asked him for advice on Valentine's Day and he was like, text other bitches. Uh, but uh, yeah, good on him. <laughs> good advice, Tiger. Thank you. See, I, I, I texted Tigger from Winnie the Pooh and that was even less helpful. And it's spelt because I, I, in my phone, annoyingly, I've got Tiger Woods mm. and Tigger. But yeah. because they're spelt the same, I texted Tigger being like, hey, mate, got any golf advice? And Tigger came back and be like, what's golf? I'm jumping around. I'm a tiger. Or, um, or what's his... golf? I'm going to go bounce and annoy rabbits. And I was like, his, what are his... you talking about, Woodsy? <laughs> Just on Tiger Woods briefly. Yeah. Uh, Mike Duke. <laughs> 
plays oh, golf yeah. every weekend. Huge golf this fan. Is, uh, this is friend of the show and uh, regular guest, uh, Caitlin Duke's dad, dad. Mike. Um, uh, Mike is uh, a great, great supporter of all we do and he's a great supporter of golf. Um, I would say his passion for golf is like similar, if not more than like me with rugby league. Like he, he loves the stuff. Yeah. Um, Tiger Woods a couple of years ago in 2018, I think won, won a Masters after he'd been out of the game. for. Well, it was a big comeback win for Tiger. Yeah, after, um, after all of his indiscretions and... Uh, yeah, and also just like his, sucking at golf for a bit, didn't he? Like he was... Well, I, well he came back from all that and was yeah. um, pretty understandably rocked and <laughs> uh, by the fact that he'd been busted having like 30 affairs <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Like, like it's I think he was trying to have one affair for every hole at <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, at the Nudgy, Nudgy Golf, golf Club. Uh, but anyway, we walk in and uh, Mike Duke, absolutely massive golf fan, goes, guys, did you see the news? Tiger Jones. Tiger Jones has won the Masters. And we were like, sorry. I forgot about this. And it was like a game of chicken with all of us being like, who's going who's gonna to tell him? Who's going to tell him? And I was like, oh, do you, I think I did. I, I think, think I was like, Mike, I was like, Mike, do you mean Tiger Woods? Like, no, yeah, yeah, Tiger Woods. <laughs> It's not even like a fan of the sport. It's like calling him like my favorite basketball player, LeBron Brady. (laughs) It's Tiger Jones. Yeah, it's literally been like, I tell you what, these new cricketers, there'll never be anyone as good as Ronald Bradford. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just, I I love that about Tiger Jones. Oh my God, I completely forgot about it. I mean... Very brief other story about Mike Duke and names. Uh, Hamish, also regular guest and uh, significant other of Caitlin. Um, I think they'd only just started seeing each other. I don't know if it was official. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it was official yet. And we all went over to the Duke's house and we walk in and Mike goes, ah, boys, how are you? So it's like me, Hamish and Joe. And he comes over. He's like, Henry, how are you, mate? How are you, Henry? Joey, Joey, good to see you. Takes one look at Hamish and goes, Dougal, good to see you. <laughs> How are you, Dougal? Good to how's, see you, Dougal. Dougal, how's it going? <laughs> Better not be doing, you know. <laughs> Wonder if I'll be seeing oh, Dougal. Anyway, anyway, great. Um, very funny. A great, uh, well, a, great, a great part of the Unpacking Brisbane Cinematic but, Universe. Uh, but, but very good to see that uh, the people at the golf course know their nine times tables. Yep, and they absolutely. are rap- rapidly increasing. Yeah, as you've said here, mate. I feel like a fucking idiot. Because I was like, oh, why is the number going up by such an arbitrary amount? Yeah. <laughs> but I wrote yeah. 45 holes because I was like, oh, I've got a good maths brain. I can figure out that's going up by nine without realizing the golf is playing fucking yeah. increments of nine I, holes. I, if you play golf, get in contact and let us know it's, how long actually, does it... I'm just, I'm just going to look at it. How long does it take to play 45 or 36 holes ago? I actually think, Henry, we would have mm. a disproportionately high amount of Pakistanis who are golfers. I, in terms of... Partly because it's a, I'd say, a more common recreational sport these days because you don't have to, you know, get sweaty. Like, you can just play golf socially. How long do they, how long do they reckon it takes to play 36 holes of golf? Well, on this Reddit thread, which says, how long does it take to play all 27 holes at Day La Vega? Which I assume is in Vegas or something. Yeah. Um, See, I went on Reddit and searched um, how long does 36 holes take? Um, I've got a very different answer. <laughs> yeah, I've... Yeah. <laughs> a, a little bit. NSFW, New Better South delete. African Wales. 
better delete your bloody history there. Mm. Uh, mm. NSFW, New South freaking Wales. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Oh, yeah. if, um, if I was a more of a New South Wales bloke and I get it, no, I wouldn't get a tattoo of that, but I think about it. They reckon around three hours. So, I don't know. Okay, it's, okay. Um, it's not okay. It's less bananas than I thought. Um, well, good on you, Nudgy Golf Course. Um, yeah. Let's talk death. Yeah. Let's talk death. Uh, Nudgy yep. Cemetery. Yes. is located on St. Vincent's Road and is operated by the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Brisbane, a famously scandal-free organisation. <laughs> it is the largest private cer- cemetery in Brisbane. It largest is fucking private. Huge. Is that because Tuong is public? Um, Possibly. Although I mean, most people buried there are Catholics and non-Catholics can also be buried there. Oh, so most people there are Catholics, but they let non-Catholics in, yeah. which I find interesting. Because yep. the whole premise of that religion is that you don't get into heaven if you were not a practicing Catholic. You go to hell. So maybe this is a cemetery that uh, has shoots going both ways. The non-Catholics, they're like, yeah, you can, you can enter this way, but you're going down. That's a good point. Yeah, I find it interesting because I feel like it's very begrudging, but I feel like at some point money probably talks in relation to... Like a money cemetery. talks and, and bullshit dies. When it comes to cemeteries. So true. So here's one for you. Um, hmm. Trying to get some hectares. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, Tawong, uh, and are we, are we all in this economy? <laughs> just trying to get a few hectares. Yeah, I'm just on realestate.com.au looking at uh, two-bedroom units in Nunda going, oh, good value. Uh, <laughs> so, How many hectares? Uh, so the uh, Nachi Cemetery has 31,000 graves. Now the Tawong Cemetery has over 120,000. So it's clearly a public cemetery. Right. So this is just a little um, private one. Tuong Cemetery. You have, to wear a, um, you have to wear a tie and a blazer to get buried in this cemetery because oh, it's a private one. Whereas um, I think it's free clothes at the public cemetery, Tuong. <laughs> and, you know... And co-ed. And in theory, the outcomes are the same, but the people you meet at the private cemetery and the doors they open uh, tend to be a little bit better... Here's the thing, though, as well. But the private cemetery because of who they meet, not what they learn, you know? Well, it's the network you build as well. And, like, because when you get to heaven, that's when you want to start getting jobs at um, at Ernst and Old. Get it? Or or Diloit. Oh, very good. Or KPMGs. I just got killed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Or KPMGs because Jesus is up there running, running things. Um, also yeah, good. I just, um, I've I've heard that because of the system, though, if you go to a uh, public cemetery and get an OP one, that's a lot more impressive than if you go to yeah, the private right, cemetery at Nudgee and get an OP one. Yeah, yeah. Be the first time anyone got an OP one out at Nudgee, though. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> oh, we'll out. get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Um, and actually, a good link. Uh, the final thing on this very bare bones Wikipedia is that St Joseph's College, also known as Nudgee College, opened in January 1891 as boarding campus of St Joseph's College Gregory Terrace by the Congregation of Christian Brothers. Uh, nothing in this Wikipedia about the totally factual Battle of the Colours rugby match, Henry. Yeah, here's what I don't understand. Something that the definitely great... happened. <laughs> Joe, let me take you to a little thing called the greatest Tory story ever told. The greatest, <laughs> the greatest Tory is Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> the greatest Tory ever told. Or maybe it's the greatest story never told, according to this Wikipedia. Oh, yes. 
The day was fair, Joe Dwyer, and the Gregory Terrace... Well, let me take you back to good morrow when Gregory Terrace, the school, was not called that, but St. Joseph's College, you see. Why name it after its location when there was but only one of them, you see? Now, at that time, they were outgrowing their inner-city dwellings and the feeling of dissatisfaction was a swellings. It is at that time they said, Oh, gee, let's send the boarders to Najee. They took the boarders fat and plump and took them out to what's a dump it's far up north and has bad roads and in the boarding house they show each other their chodes there was a debate you see that time over which colors would get to be kept on ties because i believe the school was blue and white they say saint joseph's college so they said how will we settle this fight there was a rugby game on, on due of day, and all the best of school would play. The boarders played, and so did the main school. And the main school lost, and that meant the boarding school got to keep the colours blue and white, and opposite on the primary wheel of colours is red and black. And that is why really? there is St. Joseph's College Gregory Terrace and St. Joseph's College Nudgee, named after their locations, supposedly. We'll get to that. And that's why the colours are as they are in a great big rugby match, which absolutely happened. That was very stressful because at times, brilliant rhyme scheme, as good as you've ever done. And at others, just talking normal. That was very stressful, but very well done, Henry. But, but don't you think some of the good poets do? Like a good poet knows when to kill the rhyme scheme for impact. Having said that, I saw a great like tweet. Dr. Zeus, when he said, the cat in the hat is in my home. The cat in the hat has stolen my credit card. That cat. famous line. Yeah, famous line. Uh, I did see a great tweet that was like, if you have a poem that doesn't rhyme or doesn't have a clear, like, rhythmic pentameter to it, it's not a fucking poem. Like, why bother? <laughs> like, you, you see those, like, particularly those Rupert just written a short poems story. now that are like, her hands twisted all mm. over his yeah. know the bruise said our love, love, if, our love broke like it's like well I, you just wrote some sentences uh, it's fine here's, here's one bro and, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this for free yeah. someone with, is someone with a writing degree poems are about three things cats wearing items of clothing they shouldn't be <laughs> and being tall yep. uh, eggs that are not the colour they should yep, be absolutely and ham. Um, and, Those, add, and that's add, really all you can write I'd about. I'd add one more um, elephants uh, hearing things um, yeah. that you wouldn't expect them to. Um, and also, obviously, the subcategory of the sneeches, uh, which is my, my favourite <laughs> Dr. Seuss character to say. When are we getting a gritty adaptation of the sneeches? On adaptations of Dr. Seuss novels, which I know is what the audience are here for. Um, <laughs> Horton Hears a Who, right? Great yeah. animated movie. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. But they never went and made the sequel, which I think is actually the better Horton book. The better... In the, in the Horton cinematic universe, the superior one is actually Horton Sat on an Egg, or whatever it's called. Um, and that's one where he sits on, like, a bird. This actual absentee douchebag of a parent, this bird... Uh, sits is sitting on its nest and wants to go on a holiday. So the bird, she goes, Oi, Horton, can you sit on it? So Horton sits on the egg at the entire gestation period. 
and then the and then the egg hatches, and the mum comes back and is like, "All oh, good, I, I want my kid back." Egg hatches. It's an elephant, isn't it? With wings. You're kidding. Spoilers. Uh, but I thought it was much better than Horton Here's a Who. So anyway, um, now that that's settled, should we should we get about talking a more contemporary version of Nudgy, or will we? Because this suburb is very hard to define. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. I want to talk about the best beach in the Southern Hemisphere. You know, when you go to, let's say, Mooloolabar, and it's a good beach, but it's renowned for, you know, you can break your neck there. The waves are crazy. The swell, it's really choppy. It's really gnarly. You hate that. You want to go to Little Cove. Okay, it's a little calmer, but there's rocks everywhere. It's not really lay your towel out on the sand. Well, buddy, look no further. Nudgy Beach. Greatest fucking beach in the world. Better than Bondi. I'd run through a brick wall for Nudgy Beach. I love it out there, Henry. It's so funny that Queensland is so known for its beaches and really the only predominant Brisbane beach is basically just mangrove-ridden wetlands. But it's such a recognisable beach so, name. Everyone knows about so Nudgy Beach. far out to get to water, which is like yeah. you can walk two k's out from shore. For anyone listening who hasn't been to Nudgy Beach, like think of a beach, you're wrong. It's basically just like really flat <laughs> sand and it's a mud flat. You get to, yeah, it's just a mud flat, but it goes for fucking ages. Uh, you've touched on something that I quite like that is if you're going to have a non-classical beach that's maybe a bit dank, you'd at least want it to be close to the city. We, yeah, like we don't yeah even have that's that. so true. You, st- you still have to drive an hour to get to our beach. Um, unless you live at Nudgee, of course. Nudgee Beach is beautiful. And as, uh, as your mum, Nadine, pointed yes. out, Joey, um, did she, I think she said it's the best beach for having dogs. Yes, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. Now, Kedron Brook, obviously not a beach, but popular water-oriented dog area. But the problem is, you know, it's near a lot of houses on both sides. It's near roads. The beauty of Nudgee Beach, because it's just flat, and even when you start getting near water, it's shin height for so long, you can just... Take the dog off the leash and they, particularly, you know, like I, I've always had Labradors, like they will just tire themselves out because there is so much space. And I feel like dogs, you know, they just love getting freaking dirty and yeah, muddy they, and wet with it. Yeah. There is nothing yeah. more joyous than seeing a Labrador at Nudgee Beach. And you, and you are the proud owner of a dog that is quite energetic. And yes. I think Nudgee Beach would, would allow but, Peggy to get a bit out of her mate, system. Peggy. That's actually so true, bro. Like, the fact that it's muddy and a bit dank and with that shallow water is actually to the credit of it as a dog beach because yeah, dogs are, dogs at Noosa. Like what? Yeah, like, like that's, they, a, don't, like, they don't even, they don't even want to go there for new year's bro. <laughs> they a dog at, a dog at Perigian. It's not cool. It's not cool. Man. But that's a, the dog, thing. a dog at Bondi. You've okay. Got, you've got all those long unprotected, beaches on the sunny coast but partly there if you have a smaller dog you're worried that they run into the swell and it's a bit nasty and maybe you have to like dive in after them like nudgy beach oh, uh, like babies can said, I, 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 I could... no one is you're not getting an inch at nudgy beach no you're safe as you are so and safe i can't tell you how many times i've seen a dog run into the waves at um at like cool and gather and just get <laughs> swept away and never seen yeah. again yeah and they're on a leash and, and the problem like is they only, get, they only get swept away as well. Yeah. No, it's a no, devastating I, entire... I, um, I got my boat license at Nudgee Beach. 
Don't know if Do many people. Oh yeah, you would. Hey. Not yet. Not sure if many people are across the absolutely insane way that Queensland runs its boat licenses. Isn't it? Effect- isn't it really easy? So what we did was because this was um this is when I was at school. I needed to get it when I was in year twelve. I was coaching year sevens how to row. Yeah. Um and we obviously needed to drive the tinnies. And so I was like, needed, needed a boat license for that reason. And the director of rowing was basically like, listen, we'll pay for it. All you've got to do is come out to Nudgee. And I think, I think we actually were at the school and it's an eight hour course. It's one day. Usually this course, you know, usually getting a boat license is over a few weeks. I think it's effectively, you pay enough money we, we guarantee you'll have your boat license. We'll sit through all the it's tests like, with you. It's like, it's like PLT with some uh, yeah. larger organisations where it's like if people yeah. aren't passing, you're not doing your job. That, that sort of thing, yeah. So, um, we, and the guy who was running the course was a bit of a lad. He was, it was funny and he was like, oh, even this is overkill in my mind. Like back when I got my boat license, it was you'd turn up at the pontoon with a case of beer, hand it over to the person and that, you know, you had your boat license. Um, <laughs> but we did it that way. Went out, did, yeah, went out, did all the tests and then we went down to Nudgee Beach and just had to like drive the boat up and down. Pretty fun. Actually, genuinely beautiful day. As you mm. mentioned, it's not, there's not a heap of traffic there at Nudgee Beach. So it's pretty easy to just go around. Mate. The Queensland boat license, A, lasts for life. <laughs> you do not need it to be renewed. And B, is in no way specific to any sort of uh, size of vessel. So I drove, a, I drove a tinny around for 45 minutes at Nudgee Beach. My Queensland driver's license just gets a little... It, it'd be cool if it was like a little boat symbol, I think, in, in, in reality. It's just a little just bit. Like, I don't even know if it is. I actually haven't looked. Um, but it, it's basically like I drove a tinny around for a bit on a Sunday in year 12. That's 2013. Yeah. I can now legally in Queensland when I'm like 60 drive a cruise ship. <laughs> That's immediately what I was thinking was a P&O cruise. And I, and I, didn't, think it, I didn't think it was that shocking until I've gone out on a boat here with some mates that I've made up here. And they are from New South Wales and Victoria, respectively. Oh, is it a different um, system there? Yeah, they were of like, course. oh, it's... That, and they had to get their Queensland boat. Like, one of them, Nick, mm. owns a boat, bought a boat up here. So he's, like, needed to get a Queensland boat licence. But he was like, I couldn't believe my eyes when I was reading it. Like, and I was like, oh, what are they doing in Victoria? He's like, bro, normal shit. Like, you have to renew it and yeah. go again and, like... Pre- like, and, like, there's probably I, like, a I, test or something. I drove a boat for the first time in nine years, like two weeks ago. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Didn't know what all the markers meant. Hardly knew where I was meant to go. Starboard, port, what's going on here? And mm. I wasn't breaking the law in any sense. It's, that has been enormous. I, I, think the, I think the size thing is crazy, but like usually the checks and balances would be like, I mean, I doubt you're getting hired. in and driving yeah. a container ship, but without the skills to do it. But like the fact that I just, it just never expires is bonkers. Also, like, and, and you know, who, and you know who the guy who gave me my raising, like, yeah, exactly. That is probably the main reason. You Spoken like a true labour man, there, Joey. Good job. <laughs> yeah. you, you should run on that platform when you uh, when you go for the the seat of Brisbane. When you're primary, Trevor Evans, mm. you can do a bit of, mm. and we will make people renew their boat license. Oh, mm. it's all for money. Um, but yeah, the guy who uh, the guy who tested me, his name, Jack Sparrow. Seriously, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> 
Fuck! Imagine that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine um, that? Uh, oh, I just got paid. Yes. Just got a notification. Just got paid, folks. Sorry to all the people. Did you get notifications from Combank? Yeah. That's weird. So I know when I get paid for this moment. Hmm. I don't have the notifications that some psychos have, which it like sends you a notification every time you spend money. Yeah, I had that is, on for a bit and I was like, yeah, which I think is, is insane. Cause it's like, I'm well fucking aware. Yeah. It's I, the, I'm um, bad with money, it's the, it's it, the notification no of equivalent money. of someone going, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. My problem with money is not that I'm not aware that I spend it. Yeah. It's not. Oh, did you well, need Combank just being like, did you, did you need, need a little, me? did you need a caramel yeah. milk chocolate mini bar at Coles? You? Have you had the caramel flake? Yeah. So fucking so, good. So, any, anything. Have you had caramel ice cream? No. It's like a Magnum with oh, uh, a... I hate Magnums though. So. You hate Magnums? Um, I, I, it's such a gimp answer. I have really sensitive teeth, so I can't bite down on them. And so I just have to suck on them. Are, they, are they harder than any other? No, no, they're cold. Yeah. But how are they colder than any other ice cream? You eat other ice cream. Yeah, but because you have to break through I, that I shell. I can't use. Yeah, you have to break through your shell. So, oh. like, like a paddle pop, you just lick and suck. I didn't know you were still a virgin. Um, Speaking of yummy food, uh, should we talk about the jewel in the crown, the yeah. Sultan's crown of <laughs> Nudgy Takeaway Food? Sultan's is for this those is awesome. Who aren't aware? <laughs> it is a drive-through Turkish restaurant in Nudgy. Now, is it still open? I feel like it might have recently closed and it was really sad. I, yeah, have a look I think it's I think it's closed now, which is absolutely I think we might have even I think we might have even I don't know if we got it, yeah. it got up, but I think we tried to do a story closed. on it at 4 BC. Yeah, that's sad. I remember that being like a very sad day. So it's, like it's, a- it's it's I love it when people online get sad about things closing where they've absolutely never eaten there and not yeah, supported it in any way. Yeah, it's um, like, well, yeah, I understand being sad if it's your local, but if not, it's like, well, you're the reason it's closed. Yeah. You know um, what helps more than your Instagram story <laughs> with a tear emoji yeah. would have been if you'd gone over there and got a bloody exactly. got a bloody dip, yeah, got exactly. some hummus. All the, pe- all the people being like, oh, why'd you pay out good fuck? I actually, I, I've actually gone there and patroned them a lot. Yeah, we So you learn the right to criticise. I've helped. <laughs> anyway, um, Solens was like, you could sit in. Like, it was called a Turkish family restaurant, but it just had the most inexplicable part. There's this part of Nudgy, it probably... <laughs> Crosses Boondle and Virginia as well. I want. I actually think Sultans was technically in Boondle, but that's fine. Oh, um, uh, what isn't with this? Whole like, actually, I don't so. think Nudgy's a real fucking suburb. But um, there was this strip of like, there's Hungry Jacks, there's Maccas, there's all this great gear, and then clearly Sultans, this Turkish family restaurant, just felt the pressure and was like, righto, we have to do a drive-through. I ask you this, Henry: Is there a cuisine less suited to drive-through than Sultans? And this is coming from a man. I doubted whether Guzman would be able to go drive-through. And Mexican food usually gives you a wrapping that you can eat, like yeah, a burrito it, it or a tortilla. It, by tomato. very like, definition, is wrapped in a tortilla. Like, what, I, I mean, you I a mixed grill of lamb and dips and bread that they just lay it across your lap? Like, oh, kids, late night, Dad. Was, let's just do a drive-through at fucking the Turkish family restaurant. Oh, Come on. God. Can't believe we landed the late game at Social Touch. Does anyone feel like some dip? <laughs> What even, oh, I'm gonna be. What, what's what's like the big the big Turkish foods? You've been to Turkey? Yeah, I loved the food in Turkey. Um, I'd say a big one. I don't know what it's called. Is basically like a long bread thing with like pizza. Like it's sort of a pizza, but pizza based filling inside. Oh, Subway. 
You no? just went to a subway over there. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, um, the they have like this, it was at the Istanbul airport. Yeah, this cheeseburger in Istanbul. Um, but like a lot of the Turkish dishes are like, you know, name in Paddington? Yeah. They're Israeli, but that's closer to it. It's like a million dips and breads. And there's, often there's a lot a going lot, on. A lot of baked eggs, like really yeah. slippery, wet eggs. Oh, come on, mate. You can't tell me you've been driving home from something at midnight <laughs> and just craving a baked egg. Oh, I can't even get the menu up. It's so sad. Oh, that I is. I want to know. I would have loved. I remember something as well. Sorry, yeah. You no, you go, mate. Thanks, mate. It's you on think a um, shit. It's on a huge block. Oh like, yeah. It, it's it's basically in like a huge empty uh, sort of car space area, and then you'd go in, which I never did, and. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's next to much more drive-throughable foods. Yeah. Um, but I want to see more of it. I want to see Istanbul Eats uh, yeah. chuck in a chuck in a drive-through. I think. Well, I think in solidarity with uh, the now closed Sultans, they should uh, all Turkish should have drive-throughs. I agree. I love it. Where it's like, like it's like in the states, everything has a drive-through. Like in the yeah. drive, I guess I find like coffee shops. I, I like. Zarafas. I know Zarafas. Yeah. Yeah, I find um, it. Log- I know logically that you can have a, you can get a coffee from McDonald's. So in a sense, it is quite normal to get a coffee drive. You know what? I, you know what? I didn't realize till recently. You know, McCafe is an Australian thing. Yeah, that's huge. How good's that? And you know, mm. I know that there's not much difference between Hungry Jacks and McDonald's, and least of all over their coffee. But I look at Jack's Cafe, and I'm like, what <laughs> fucking pitiful person must you be to have a coffee from Jack's Cafe? That's you probably dipped in burgers, you fucking idiot. Compared to McCafe, I'm like, oh, absolutely, it's a really respectable flat white. <laughs> Why not? Could have called it the, called called great it the Cafe. <laughs> I um, <laughs> is Jack outside your room? <laughs> is he? <laughs> I thought I just saw Jack walk past your window, yeah, to yeah, which I think, oh, I think Jack thought you were calling him. And you were like, Jack, cafe! Jack, did you think it's I was like, talking about you? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He, yeah, good. <laughs> he said. <laughs> <laughs> just walking into his own home, hearing his house. What do you think, about, gotten... what do you think about Jack's cafe? I'd probably give you diabetes. <laughs> 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 if they got hey, like he said, I would probably give you diabetes. Now we're just comparing McCafe and Jack's cafe. Have you ever been to Jack's cafe before? Yeah, it's how I became obese and got bullied a lot. <laughs> you, <laughs> were na- you were named after it. You went to Nudgy and got bullied. Great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Hardy. Jack Hardy, um, folks. Uh, but that, Jack uh, Hardy a, of Jack's a, Cafe. A polar bear walking in, Henry. Oh, hang on. Mm. Now, you want to tell us about the Montezumas? No, I was just going to mention that there's some Montezumas there. I was, I was more just going to tie it in with the fact that there are interesting and uh, now flailing restaurants yeah, in Nudgee. But well, let's, given, let's given I now live there. with three polar bears, I think it's worth well, addressing. Do. Uh, it's worth addressing Nudgee, the school. Actually, yeah. Um, the, now, the again, other, let's start, let's start yeah. from we know. We absolutely know. We're well aware. It's in Boondall. So we, we did half think maybe we'll do the entertainment center as well and make this a Boondall episode. But, but the it brand feels wrong to do an episode called Nudgee. Yeah, it feels wrong to do Nudgee without doing Nudgee. You know, so you know what? If, if they don't want to get it. And I went to Wilson State School that was located in Grange. Okay. So Mate, do, do, do you think I can live well, with it? Would it have been Nudgee when yes, the school that's was my developed? Impression. I think that, that is 100% my impression. And then that, Brisbane developed around yeah, it. Around yeah. it, yeah. Like, you know, you can go to Ithaca State School and that's, it's not in Ithaca because Ithaca doesn't fucking exist. Like, it's I'm going to make a claim here. Uh, 
if it if it was called St. Joseph's College Boondle, they would have won way less rugby games. I agree. Nudgy is and an got a, and got a few more bloody and a few more bloody OPs. Yeah, I agree. I think Nudgy, it's such a I mean it sounds like rugby phonetically. Nudgy, rugby. Rugby. Nudgy, rugby. Boondle, they'd all be playing bloody pinball. Yeah, yeah. Or bit of, bit of pinball playing, school. You know, maths. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yes, we, we had a number of people write in. Um, a guy called Maxwell uh, said that the cross country. Oh, team, he's a sm- smart guy. <laughs> his name's actually Maxwell Stephen, I think. So pick one of them, buddy. Um, oh, yeah, Max. Yeah, he, well. he believes <laughs> that the cross country team would occasionally run through the actual suburb of Nudgee. Um, John Bryant raised that it should be called Boondle College, but as we've just explained, that's a crap idea. So. Um, no, I like it because as a terrorist person who that's actually, hates Nudgy with every fibre of my being. Yeah, man, I really, I hate those Nudgy guys that are really similar to us in upbringing and lifestyle. Um, no. And we're probably no. going to learn soon that we have far more in common than the colours that separate us. They're not, not us. school rivalry. It's like... I still, when I meet someone from Nudgy, I'm like, oh. Did I tell you that the other day? That I... No. Um, I think I, mu- I must have mentioned this. I did when I met that guy, Les, who lives on Magnetic oh, yes. Island. Yeah, 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 The yeah. environmentalist. And yeah, I was yeah. like, where'd you go? He was like, I was like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I was actually boarded in Brisbane. I said, like, I'm from Brisbane. I was like, yeah, terrace. He's like, nudgy. And, it was, and the whole atmosphere of the night changed. Yeah. It's very it's tense. Like, it's, it's very tense, but very like, you know, we're, we're brothers that took different paths. Anyway, we're get, getting a bit into school jingoism there. Um, I did right, and for people, for people listening who, aren't, um, who didn't yeah, go to a sorry. GPS school, firstly, <laughs> well done on getting to 95 episodes. Um, <laughs> but the, the, when we say polar bear, the, the mascot of Terrace was a gorilla named yeah. Gregory the Gorilla, which I'm not sure if it's been cancelled yet, but some of the ways of dressing up as Gregory the Gorilla were uh, borderline offensive. What? And then, how did you dress up? We just oh, had a full-on gorilla costume. No, that's what I mean. But there were some cheap ones that some of the backup gorillas looked. They just didn't look. Wait, what they look right. like? Nothing. Now, the just a gorilla costume. Some of them looked like blackface. Is what I'm saying. There were oh, some really, really cheap disturbing. versions where they There's didn't have the full mask of a gorilla. Different school for I went there. Yeah, you horrible. introduced the the terrorist civil rights act as oh. vice captain. It was your it was your crowning <laughs> That's legislation. Piece of legislation. Yeah, you're the real Rosa uh, Parks of uh, terrorists. Private boys, as they've always. Um, you stood up on the bus for someone. But yeah, so so terrorists. That's funny. So terrorists had Gregory the Gorilla and Nudgy. Did the polar bear have a name? Jack, hey. ask Jack. Yeah, Jack. No, he'd be downstairs playing video games with two other Nudgy guys. Genuinely, what is there? Are, there are three. So, are there three Nudgy guys? Yeah, Nico, Mato, and Jack. Yeah. I was saying downstairs. To anyway, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so that's why downstairs. we keep saying that. The polar bear, uh, <laughs> the polar bear, and the gorilla, neither of which are native to the country that the schools are in. No, and neither um, of which would naturally interact. Ours made sense because it was Gregory the gorilla, like Gregory Terrace, Gregory the gorilla. I, mean, there's, but, there's, I also, because our predominant colour was black with a bit of red, and their predominant colour was white. So they chose white. Oh, yeah, blue and white. I'm is saying a very... this now, but I think that is probably why. Oh, does oh, was it Perry the polar bear? I don't know. TSS had a shark, which I totally get around because they're on the. Coast and I think its and name was sharks. um. Its name was Milf. <laughs> its name was oh, Jack. <laughs> did the Nudgy polar bear have a name? Ah, oh, no, it didn't. So what'd you call it? 
Yeah, yeah, not like Gregory. So, well, can I tell you as well what there was? There was the polar bear, the, the big polar bear, and then there was the baby bear. I oh, think you had cute. baby bear, didn't you, Jack? No, he's gone now, but I'm sure I can't. Yeah. I don't think he is gone. I can see him. No, no there he is. He, he's you opened a... your door and closed it like three times, <laughs> I think, uh, think, thinking he was being invited oh, yeah. back um, in. Did you have a baby bear? Yes, there was, there was a baby bear that one of the unfortunate grade fives would be shoved in and, and we'd have to do our car wheels. I feel like we got some smaller gymnastics boys in year 12 to do the ape, uh, the gorilla costumes. Yeah, we always just found the breakdancer. Oh, sorry, Ann. It could have it no, could have right. been like a smaller high school kid, but I reckon they would just would have kept, kept it to themselves if they're, in the, if they're in the baby one. Yeah, that's true. You're not in year 12 being like, yeah, I'm just short. I heard they just asked the brothers who lived on campus who the youngest <laughs> boy was and got him, got him to be the polar bear. That's what oh, I heard I happened. Um, but yeah, um, that's, that's the polar bear thing cleared out. Um, I did want to raise something. Um, that uh, Maxwell said, he said, the only thing cooler, uh, speaking about Nudgy, the only thing cooler than, be- I'm gathering he went to Nudgy, than being on the first 15 was playing in the drumline for the halftime show. Now, there must have been different drumline cultures between Terrace and Nudgy or Maxwell's lying because I can't recall anything, um, and I thought it was cool to be <laughs> diplomatic, but I can't c- recall anything that had less of a public perception of cool than playing in the drum line at halftime at the rugby. Now, like, do you remember when, remember like before the Nudgy game, there'd be like a big school assembly called a yes. spirit assembly. Yes. And they'd like Mr. Cocking who ran yes. the drum line. Mr. He Cocking. was like head, head of the drum line who admittedly right. was on Australia's Got Talent playing the drums before yeah. he was a teacher. Then, so that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good the, line on the resume. One of the Australia's Got Talent judge, judges was like, I love this show. You know, there was, there was risk. There was dangerous. And then I think Danny Minogue was like, what danger? They just threw the drums to each other once. <laughs> anyway. Well, there was, have, there was I, danger I about that. I about Mr. Cocking. But, uh, <laughs> well, Mr. Cocking, I think, pulled me into his office once because I was like, I want to get the drum line more involved. And he oh, was like... Henry, you... Broke he, open he, the dam that was the bane I think, of my fucking existence, <laughs> mate. I think oh, I think I I think I got a speech about like what what the glad the symbol of the gladiator is and how it contributes to the like spirit of the drumline. I think I think it oh, there was right, I think huge. the I think the war element of the drumline yeah. got taken. I was like, mate, these are these are year fives who couldn't decide between clarinet or percussion and yep. suddenly they're being they marched chose, out yeah. like it's like it's like it's uh, Dunkirk. The, uh, the unfortunate um, thing about um, being at a boys school and having the name of cocking is um, pretty, pretty easy nicknames come up. I, I just remember, I think in year 11, Xavier, Patty and I just called him the cock to such a degree that I got very, very close to saying that to his face a lot of times. Like, oh, good morning, cock. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, um, Maxwell anyway, but the drum, said, yeah, the drum line yeah, is a good point. He said that, Terrace didn't let the Nudgy drumline play at their home games, which he was like, oh, so dog. I'm like, fucking rightfully. Like, why would you... Already there would be pockets of the school that are wondering whether your own drumline is necessary at halftime, let alone letting Nudgy do a fucking showcase. At least then they might have cancelled each other out a bit and like there yeah. was at least the chance that one of them just threw their stick in the other's eye yeah. and it became an all-out like an all-out <laughs> drum brawl. Awesome. Now, now, I, I'd love it. I'd love it if the drum lines got out there. There's like do 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 do, and then it's like Terrace, drop your drums, <laughs> and then they just run in and start beating like they just beating the shit out of each other. Like it's a drum. But uh, but that's that's. Remember, remember when Biden was saying? Remember when that was Biden's slogan? He's like, I'm gonna. 
I will find Trump and I'm gonna beat him like a drum. <laughs> that was his whole thing. I don't I don't remember that, but that is I'll tell you that, Jack. I'm, listen, fat. Is... I'm gonna beat him like a drum. <laughs> listen here, um, fat. Listen here, fat. Yeah, that was uh that drum line shit was crazy. And then, I mean the thing we're talking about is the Nudgy game, which was the big terrace versus uh Nudgy rivalry. We've spoken about it before on the Tennyson episode. But that day, I think the big halftime spectacle was A, the drum lines coming out and doing God knows what. Yeah. Just a bit of pa-ra-pa-pa-pum. And then oh. also the polar bear mascot and the gorilla mascot would have a huge dance off and like do the worm and stuff. It was, mm. it was, it was a pretty hectic day. Now, I will give Nudgy this, and it hates me to give him anything. Ross Oval is very, very beautiful. That is a scenic rugby field. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I, I think I, it's the be- best, best in this, best in Brisbane like in, in, terms in, of- in the way that even removing it from this incessant, painful GPS boys' school chat, um, it's like one of the most beautifully manicured bits of lawn you'll ever see. Like if you're if you're a fan but- of a nice if you're a fan of a nice walk, um, as I know Molly wrote in asking us to rank the walks. Well, it's a bit of a drive, but I reckon if you went out to Nudge and walked along those grounds, there it's it's quite nice. Full credit. But in saying that, um, that's the only nice part of the school. The rest of it is a farm. The school, the school is a farm. Nudgy is a school. It's on a farm. And in case you don't believe me, they've got cows. They've got cows and guns. And a and subject so which is shoots. called... They have an aggregate. Now, I actually love the... <laughs> bit of Hamilton there. A bit of Hamilton, bit of Hamilton, yeah. Um, they, <laughs> yeah. they admit it. Oh, okay, very nice. Very nice. Okay, yeah. You're good at, you are good at what you do. <laughs> Someone's had their lemonade. We... <laughs> <laughs> um, the re- I remember it was always like, because I was never in a team big enough to be able to um, play on Ross Oval, obviously. So I was always down on the flats. Yeah. And I remember on the flats one day, you, so you'd come off like covered in blood a lot of the time because your knees are grazed because this was just a dust bowl down where the ag sheds were and stuff. I remember one day at a nudgy game, all the shitty teams like me had finished playing on the flats and we were walking up to watch the game at Ross Oval and you have to walk quite a way and you have to walk through some trees and there were two girls hooking up under a tree and I, like every single basically team was walking up to watch the first and uh, did in fact notice it. And I won't make any comments on it, but I'll allow the mind of the listener to imagine how 16 and 17-year-old boys yes. handled that. Um, but... Yeah, to be. I also got. I also had the closest I came to a physical confrontation at Nudgy. Really? Yeah. Um, it was with Brother Parker. We went. No. Um, we <laughs> we were. Um, we were at. I was playing in my game in the fifths. I was in the fifths in Year Twelve. The filthy fifths. Filthy, filthy fifths. Me and other jocks like Pat Cook. And we, um, but there was a guy who was playing in the fifths who I think it was a controversy because he was actually in the C's in the thirds, but just wanted to come on. And I like, I think I was, had the ball and rolled away. And as I got up, he pushed me back down and I took my mouth guard out. I remember that being pointed out to me a lot that I got up to fight this guy and took my mouth guard out. Because obviously my main like, weapon like, in a fight is my voice. And there's nothing better like, like there's, not, oh, there's nothing intimidating true. about orthodontics. About I repeat, there is nothing 
intimidating about orthodontics. Orthodontics, quite right. And this guy like came up to me and we pushed and then separated. I think my girlfriend at the time was like, no, don't. And I felt very tough. And then I think thinking, oh, it's a bit of a bad look. And I'm sort of here in my, uh, you know, I'll be out the front leading war cries soon. Not a good image. So I ran over and immediately shook his hand and apologized. It was the most beta <laughs> shit in the world. So I came tough. off and I think, I think my friend Matt Dwyer was like, bro, that was completely fucked. Why? That was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Why'd you go and shake? You shook it. Like, it like wasn't even a fight. You can just You got up. He shoved you. You took your mouth guard out and went, don't! <laughs> walked away, then went back and shook his hand. I think it would have looked like a very sad affair. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just like letting the fight fizzle. Like just getting a word. I mean, having a mouth guard in is one of the great. And then continuing to play the game. (laughs) Also, having the time to go over and shake hands is so the inside of a man who's not super invested in in playing the game and everything. You miss a key tackle because you're just so sorry, brother. So sorry. But Henry, (laughs) that sort of uh, beta energy uh, followed you into a into a pump up spirit video did it not i think we'll let this speak for itself but it was a it was a passion project of mine that i wanted to do a video specifically uh to motivate the school before the big nudgy rugby game um i recently had reason to watch it back i think we just found it on youtube one night and uh what i remembered as a stirring gus gould-esque Basically, Any given Sunday type. I, I remembered it as a piece of war propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 my mind, is sort of what I was thinking. Uh, we'll play a bit of it here. Uh, it is decisively maybe not that. Let's have a little quick listen. Many years ago, there was a game, a historic game, one where mates fought mates for the colours of a school. One school lost that day and received the mighty red and black and another went off to form another colony. And to this day, we fight to commemorate that day. We call it the Terrace Nudgy Game. So uh, fair, we'll let that speak for itself, Henry, but um, it's fair to say that sort of shame hey, in your loins you if, felt at the time, maybe less so if, now. If young Pakistanis across Brisbane start going out to war tonight, I think we know why. Now, you, let's talk celebrities of Najee. Um, you've got one and then I will counter with the other one that I think a lot of people are thinking of. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I was kind of kidding of being very famous celebrity at Nudgee, uh, James O'Connor. They just produce a lot of footy players at Nudgee. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, current star um, of... And heartthrob. Yeah, fair enough, of Euphoria. Jacob Alordi went to Nudgee, um, which is... Friend uh, of yours. A uh, close, close personal friend of mine. Um, but the, it's not something... The man, the man who I believe wore a hoodie at the Paddo Tavern because he, did. he didn't want to get recognised. No, and it was a, it was with with respect to Jacob Elordi, I don't know how many Kissing Booth fans hang out at Hope and Anchor. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but it also gave me the funny moment of, oh, Jacob, uh, what, do you, what do you do to earn a living, mate? Very 
classic. It's like yeah, I ran yeah. into I ran into Very some good. identical twins that I'd never met before at a party on the weekend, and I said, um, "Oh, you two related?" And they were like, "Thought it was the funniest thing they've ever heard." I'm like, "You must get this shit all the time." But um, but no, it's interesting. Hearing, all, that, hearing a lot about this party, mate. It sounds like you made quite an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't well, go out who, much. Whose was the party? It was Hattie's house for me. Ah, oh, the house it was like it was like Project X. They were like, you know. There are far more people. Actually, the one other thing that is actually quite Brisbane related is there was a dude who rocked up in a last man, you know, the beer last man standing. Yeah. There's this guy who rocked up in a last man standing t-shirt and a last man standing cap holding a whole bunch of last man standing. I was like, fuck, you got enough last man standing, mate. Turns out he's the owner. Oh, okay. He is the, it's like, it's he is like, the last man standing. It's like you trying to get um, a green beacon beer and you stand wearing a furby shirt and they're like, get fucked, mate. But um, but yeah. So look, Nudgy College so, has has rarely had a celebrated drama program, but clearly it produced. Um, mate, how shit um, is it that they that they are a school? And as we've we've touched on this, and I think it's a good thing that this school is an option. But like half their subjects are based around beef, like, and that, and that's just the blokes taking them. Yeah, they are beefing like, with the they, idea of uh, two plus two. They are not known as an academic school. I think right. they have a second campus at Dreamworld. They, they, are, they, are, not, they are not known as an o, a QCS school. Yes. But um, they also just, of course, their drama program produces just an absolute megastar. And everyone goes, oh, wow, Nudgy. Yeah. I said it. that uh, Euphoria has not really tapped into um, the, uh, the Nudgy Muck Up Day pranks as much as they could, which we should I thought you, I thought Euphoria was <laughs> inspired by Jacob Elordi's experience at Nudgy. Um, <laughs> of the first 15 yeah. winning. I thought that's what it was. I was, I was shocked to find out Zendaya is actually the main character. I thought Zendaya is, uh, plays you. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about this Muck Up Day prank. I don't know a heap about this, but it, a few people wrote in about it. Hey? Oh, don't you? Mate, I, know, I, know the, I know the basics. All right, oh, yeah, take yeah. it away. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I was in Canberra the other weekend um, and I was talking to one of my sister's friends and he went to um, like, uh, you know, a big boys private school, uh, I think in either Canberra or Adelaide. I can't remember which one told me this story. And he told me an identical fucking story. So I actually think this might be more urban legend muck up day prank. Then it yeah. is. Um, actually, no, he told a variation. So the nudgy story is that because it's a farm, because there's all these cows on campus, a whole bunch yeah. of the boarders once took a cow, led it up to the top of the bell tower or, you know, level eight or, you know, as high as you can go and nudgy and left it there because cows can't walk downstairs. Allegedly, you can walk cows upstairs but you cannot walk them down. So Nudgy apparently had to hire a crane to wrap around the belly of this cow and descend it carefully to the surface, which is so cute for a cow that I'm sure was slaughtered two months later for fucking ground thought, beef and chili night at the boarding house. <laughs> well, I thought they had to kill it immediately. Like, I'm Did not, they? No, I thought they got it down safely. Oh, they got it down with the crane. I thought so, yeah. Like, why can't cows walk downstairs? It's very yeah. entrepreneurial. It's like how it? it's like pigs can't look up at the sky. This is yeah, which is more of a biological thing. Um, but the story I heard, Hen, is um, yeah, one of Tilly's friends was like, um, oh, these boarders took four cows, and you know the classic thing where you label them 
one, two, and four and mm. let them loose around the school and everyone was looking for the third one. And I think someone else had another like bell tower story. I just, I would love to hear from anyone who actually knows whether this happened or whether it's an urban legend. It's, I reckon at this, and at this stage, I reckon it's got to be someone's dad by now. Or someone's boss. Yeah, or yeah. I reckon, I reckon the people who were involved to in do this. now and like get away with it a bit. I reckon that might be our, uh, our true crime story to come. Absolutely. One day. Um, mm. very, very interesting. Those, those, poor old, uh, those poor old cows going up there. But mm. yeah, interesting place. And, and as we kept touching on, it's insane that Nudgee College isn't in Nudgee. It's insane that Nudgee Beach... Is Nudgee Beach at least I in think Nudgee? No, I think it's a separate well, I think Nudgee Beach is its own suburb. Yeah, yeah. But we're not, you know, Jesus doing Christ. a unique Nudgee Beach episode. Um, but just, you know, on the little suburbs around it, Henry, the last thing I've got to say about contemporary Nudgee is, is we spent, you know, a night in that area, Nudgee, Banyo. Um, I want to say basically the last night before we plunged into a full out, full on lockdown and, you know, you didn't see another, you know, face for a month. Because we went out, because uh, Jack, who you've heard wander in a bit, uh, lives with his family at Tagum, um, which is a suburb you've probably never heard of, but given property prices in Brisbane right now, is now the new millionaire's row that we'll never be able to buy into in our lives. We've all been mm. rocketed out of Tagum. Um, They've got a donut king out there. They do, that they do. Um, and basically Jack took us, uh, as only Jack can, on a food tour of the uh, deep north side of Brisbane. And we went to, now, unfortunately, I think it is in Banyo. There's a Vietnamese place in Banyo. You can just get the most unreal bowl of pho. Oh, um, good pho. And I just that was like, that last night. Yeah, that's that was, right. Yeah, I, I want to give them a shout out because they, have, they were fucking unreal. Um, and that was the night where, that was a the- lot about around Nudgy and just being like, this is the most deep, Fucking, it's called Vietnamese so pho dead north. Pho yeah, that's right. I love that shit. It was yummy. It was very yummy pho. And mm. I remember we, I remember I was in a great mood when I got to that restaurant because I'd asked a girl if she wanted to uh, see each other the next day. Oh, that's And right. then I think by the, by the time we got to McDonald's for an ice cream, she had sent a follow-up message being like, as friends, exclamation oh, mark, exclamation right. mark. I remember, I remember <laughs> unpacking the... The broken heart. Friend zoned in Nudgee, I think. Virginia Maccas. Uh, where Sylvia used to work. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she worked. You, you both did stints at Maccas, did you? Oh, mate. Solid stints. Both hated it. Oh, that's, that's all you have in common. That's all you talk yeah. about. It's always like a, you'll, be, <laughs> you'll go out for dinner. It's an awkward <laughs> silence and you'll be like, oh, how about, how about Big Macs? <laughs> and they're like, oh, how about, oh, oh, how about oh, when someone orders a common. cheeseburger but they don't want pickles? Oh, so oh, annoying. Oh, I um, hate working the drive through. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me on contemporary Nudgee. Let's ask the question. Does Nudgy fuck? It's got to be a no from me, Henry. It's too undefined. I don't even know if you could fuck in Nudgy because no one knows where it fucking is. You can't fuck what isn't real. Yeah, it's this weird amorphous little cemetery kind of a beach, but no, that's another suburb kind of a school, but no, that's another suburb. You know, mm. who? I'd like to hear from someone who actually lives in Nudgy. I don't think they exist. I think they're I will ghosts. Say, I- I will say this, Joe Dwyer, friend, brother, hardware salesman. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if it does fuck a little bit because I always saw, how do I put this in a non-pedophile way? Oh, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if I can, but the boys, the, the TCs of Nudgee were always very like, they got the girl. I think there was like a, bit, oh, a, mis- yeah, yeah, a mystique yeah. about Nudgee boys that was like. Oh, Nudgee, Nudgee is the school of, of the high school quarterback. 
Like it's the quarter. Yeah, that's it. They were all like a lot that. of the time they were a lot of the time they were at the school for reasons of sporting prowess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't we don't need to go into the great importing debate of uh, of the uh, you know the twenty tens. It was a you know it's been well litigated elsewhere, but they and and, and in principle, I have no problem with schools giving educational opportunities to people who probably wouldn't have got them otherwise, uh, because first fifteen results don't really matter, but education's fucking important. But having said that, I think the if they were standard, people standard on... of the education based mm. on the sporting <laughs> uh, focus might have been the issue at hand as well. But anyway, well, if, if they were as I said, we're not going to litigate. If, if they were importing people uh, for dashing good looks, Nudgy would have played, uh, would yeah. have been pretty good as well. They basically just set them up as Professor Charles Super Xavier's <laughs> centre for, for jocks. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. make yourself a jock school. I don't know if you've seen any movie ever, but jocks do pretty well with girls. Yeah. And by virtue of that, they always got the girl. So in my mind, there's a bit of a fucky energy about it. So but, I'm going to say that Nudgee does fuck, but then again, maybe I'm saying Boondle fucks. Yeah, I was going to say counter. I think Boondle fucks, but I don't think the suburb of Nudgee does. I'll tell you what doesn't fuck. Virginia. It's bloody virgin. Virgin. Quite it's, right. It's a suburb for virgins. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, that's all we've got time for, Henry. Thanks again, ladies and gents, joining us for Nudgy. We hear you with the ideas you're requesting for the show, um, but, of course, there's a couple of massive suburbs we haven't touched on yet, uh, including possibly the single most important suburb in Brisbane, uh, particularly for young people, but for the history of the city and the memories. Uh, starts with an F and ends with a V. And they'll be fucking virgins, man. But we're going to have some really exciting news for you next week as we stare down the barrel of the 100th episode. I know I sort of teased it last time, um, uh, probably jumped the gun last time, but now uh, we're getting excited. But yes, without giving anything, without giving anything away on Pakistanis, one Joe Dwyer has been sending some emails. Oh, this yeah. man has been, this man has been giving the Gmail a workout and thing. Wheels are in motion. Balls are rolling. And Balls, if, if you've got a ball, hold on to it tight because they're rolling. Absolutely. Um, but Someone tell until, Adele because they're rolling. <laughs> until then, stay strong, stay beautiful, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, super excited to chat next week, guys, with, I think it'll be next week, a big announcement. Yeah. Bye. See you later.